The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Please pay attention to every word, as the information you're about to hear may shake your beliefs and foundations. The history of mankind is another totally different from what we are taught in schools and universities. Always promoting scarcity, always in conflict and chaos. You will never be told that there was a time when human civilization lived in peace and harmony with entire cities and structures built, which cannot be replicated even with today's technology. By using free energy, electromagnetism, sound, frequency and vibration, the materials used and the plasmatic cymatics that can be seen in its architecture. Can you imagine free energy, atmospheric ether domes that seem like ornaments using mercury, gold, and copper, but really were collection devices of the ether, the fifth element that surrounds us? Did you know that, oddly enough, all World Fair locations burnt down along with all major locations with this advanced architecture worldwide? They all had related structures that can harvest free energy resonating a higher frequency. Star forts, antennas, water towers, glass prison sidewalks, etc. Which all ended up in fires, earthquakes, and a mud flood reset. Because our time history is off, this could have been a global reset. The quote-unquote end of day, so to speak. And perhaps the mud flood was caused from a pole shift or from an exotic weapon owned by the New World Order parasites. Could this new awakening or apocalypse, which in Greek means the unveiling, we shall be given the truth and this free energy technology once again, it shall happen rapidly with the light and dark forces battling for the final outcome. Could we soon witness a plasma dimensional change? We are now giving pieces of the puzzle, obvious symbols, messages in media, movies, everywhere. I think we shall know more as time goes narrowing to the point of who shall win this spiritual battle this time. In most areas of life, the old world was at least 100 times better than what has evolved exponentially and ambitiously over the last 100 years. By many miles, the main reasons were due to human consciousness connections to the whole universe, including to other human beings, through God and spirituality. The new world is riddled with disorders, including physical, mental, and environmental, because too many have lost most by choice their ability to communicate and connect and have a relationship with the Creator, Truth, and Light and instead choose to follow and support evil forces for their agendas of perpetual profit, control, and power. These types actually think they are some sort of good themselves, try to act the part, and their religion is a dark cult using weaponized science and technology throughout societies and systems. Systems they have actually mostly hijacked from the previous founders, builders, teachers, etc., in order to win at all costs. However, truth is still available. You just have to know where to seek it, how to connect to it, and make a continuous effort to align with it. It is not coming from the majority of these modern mentally disordered powers that be, and only in quote-unquote selected bits and pieces, i.e. partial truths, half-lies, or deceptions from centralized organizations, including media, academia, sciences, medical and pharma, government sources, or from those with agendas, especially hidden agendas, and those using covert methods to target 
and are trying to control others. It is not a matter of if our history has been rewritten. We know that it has. But who did it and why? The parasite that infects all peoples and nations destroys history. We are left with no real past. A fake one, perhaps. Without a real past, we have an uncertain future at best. Tonight, we uncover not only what has been hidden, but stolen in plain sight. Our history. The what, the who, what happened, and how. Negative, parasitic, and opportunistic beings invented a new timeline based on the existing physical infrastructure and original history. Get ready for Tartaria, the Moors, the Old World Order, and the Mod Flood Reset. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, Want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback? Just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. And to tell us more, tonight's special guest is Michelle Gibson, who was raised outside of Washington, D.C. She has a bachelor's degree in social work and psychology from the University of Maryland. She has lived in many different places and traveled extensively. Michelle firmly believes there will be no mysteries in history if we have been told the true history. She has been fascinated by megaliths most of her life, and her journey has led her to uncovering the key to the truth. She found a star tetrahedron on the North American continent by connecting the dots of major cities and extended the lines out. Then she wrote down the cities that line up primarily in circular fashion, and got an amazing tour of the world, places she had never heard of with remarkable similarities across countries. This whole process and other pieces of the puzzle that fell into place brought up information that needs to be brought back into the collective awareness. She provides compelling evidence to support this. Her website is piercingtheveilofillusion.com, which is also linked at ours. Michelle Gibson joins us directly from Sedona, Arizona. Hello, Michelle, and welcome to Veritas. Thank you, Mel. I'm really happy to be here. My pleasure. And Michelle, as I was telling you offline, we are, just for the record, we're starting this interview earlier than I expected because I think, and with your permission, we're probably going to take a little bit longer than I thought. This information, folks, you have to listen to. It's going to open doors. It's going to resonate with you as it did with me, I hope. Let's begin with your story. I read a bit of your bio, but tell me about you, where you grew up, and what led you to this journey of inquiry. Okay, thank you. I'm 56. I was born in July of 1963 in Bethesda, Maryland, and I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, first in Gaithersburg and then in Rockville, um, which is where I spent my life until I was basically 19, and that's when I joined the Army in 1982. 
I started to become aware of anomalies in the environment around me from a very young age. My dad played softball for the church that we went to, and I would wasn't interested in watching him practice, so I would go down the hill into the forest and play around these really big stones that I found down there. Didn't think anything of it until I started doing the research that I'm sharing now, and I looked up Twinbrook, which is the part of Rockville where this was located, and it's adjacent to Rock Creek in the Washington, D.C. area. When you start looking up pictures of Rock Creek, you see big stones in the water and around it. And as part of my journey in uncovering this information, there are certain keywords or code words, if you will, that are telling us something. So anything that has rock or stone in it, essentially, you can get information from that. And we're living in on top of what was an incredibly advanced, prolific, beautiful civilization. Um, and what we're going to be talking about tonight is how I arrived at this conclusion. And I've been studying this intensively for about three years, three or four years now. Um, I've been fascinated with huge megalithic structures for a long time. When I was a teenager, I enjoyed watching Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack, Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World, and Leonard Nimoy's In Search Of. So even when I was a teenager, I was I couldn't get enough of all of this alternative information. Then in the early 1980s, when I was in the Army stationed in Germany, I purchased an archaeology encyclopedia in the early 1980s that had pictures of places like Machu Picchu in Peru and Mohindo. Mohenjo Daro in Pakistan in the Indus River Valley. And it talked about multi ton blocks of stone fitting together perfectly without mortar. And this was the beginning of a deeper interest in the subject. And I'm thinking that was where I first learned of this because this isn't any type of information you can just go in and get, especially in the 80s. I mean, you know, it wasn't really talked about. After I got out of the Army in 1986, where I met my future husband, I attended college in Maryland, like Mel said, where I was born and raised, got my bachelor's degree in social work and psychology. I got married a week later and moved to New Mexico. My husband was a retired Army sergeant, almost 20 years older than me, and I lived there from 1989 to 1994, in Fairbanks, Alaska from 1994 to 1999 and Buffalo, Wyoming from 1999 until his death in 2001, from what I now know to have been complex health problems caused by his exposure to Agent Orange in Vietnam, but we didn't know that at the time. Part of me sharing this particular background is an introduction to me not having lived a conventional life as an adult, and I have not been plugged into the Matrix for a very long time. Maybe in childhood and teenage years when I actually watched television, but even then I was asking questions and not tied into a belief system. To make a long story short, I ended back up in Fairbanks, Alaska in 2006, and that's when I really started to wake up. I was introduced to Drunvalo Mikhelzadek's work in about 2007. He brought sacred geometry back into the collective awareness, and I participated in a Flower of Life workshop around 2008. Drunvalo's video in 2010 called Birth of the New Humanity gave me my first clue that a planetary grid like this even existed. He talked about a planetary grid system involving over 80,000 sites around the world that had been built under 
Coast direction starting after the fall of Atlantis to help with humanity's ascension since humanity had already reached a high level of consciousness before the fall. He said it was the result of one mind and one plan. He also introduced the work of Carl Monk, who many of you may be familiar with, where he brought up his book, The Code, in which Carl deciphered a shared mathematical code related to the pyramids of Giza and the dimensions of the architecture of sacred sites all over the planet, one which encodes longitude and latitude of each that cross-reference other sites. He shows that this pyramid code is clearly sophisticated and intentional and perfectly aligned over long distances. At the time, I thought, wow, that sounds great, but who could have built it? And Drunvalo didn't really answer that question in the video, but he planted a seed in my consciousness. And then around 2010, I discovered Dowser and researcher Hugh Newman and his megalithmania conferences. I watched a lot of videos, and they featured brilliant earth energy and earth mystery researchers and gave them a platform to share their findings, always asking the question, what were the ancients up to? So I'm absorbing all of this information and reading books by Graham Hancock, Barbara Han Hanclow, and many other researchers delving into non-traditional lines of research and providing compelling evidence for a highly advanced lost global civilization that was geometrically aligned with itself, the planet, and the stars. And I really wanted to know who, what, where, when, and how this monumental architecture came to be. So after all the information that came my way from these sources and more, I said, bring it to the universe because I really wanted to know. And I received these answers in a co-creative participatory process and I happened to be living in a part of the country that was intrinsically connected to what I was receiving. I was well prepared when the information came pouring in. Now, I have a lot more I can say at this point, but is there anything I've said so far that you would like to ask about? No, that was exactly what I wanted. I wanted you to just uh, give us a profile of who you are and what just made you such a, an inquisitive mind, because we have a lot of things in common. I mean, we grew up a certain way. And then we started just understanding that the, this belief system is not going to answer the questions. And you started just connecting dots. And, and now we just have eyes to see. And we just continue opening doors. And recently, just to let the audience know, the last year, I would say, a lot of people have been contacting me saying, Mel, look at these two concepts, Tartaria and the mud flood. And I've been looking for somebody to discuss these. And then a few weeks ago, somebody said, you need to talk to Michelle Gibson, look at her website. Not only do you discuss Tartaria and the mud flood, but you discuss many others. And I've been suspecting for a very long time that in the not too distant past, contrary to what we've been told, our civilization on this plane we call Earth was connected all over the world, a grid, as you say, similar language, if not the same, a similar architecture. But something came along and destroyed it. There was a, an information gap in the middle on purpose so that we could forget who we really are. Why don't we begin with those concepts first? That sounds good. Okay. I have really, really gathered a lot of information about this. My research comes from the data points that I found when I found the North American star tetrahedron and extended the line out. And the education I had from the Earth Energy researchers was that there were great circle alignments. And I believe that the North American, what I call the North American star tetrahedron is like the terminus or the, the key 
of this worldwide grid. And it centered on North America with the, um, the top of the upper triangle or tetrahedron being in Edmonton and the bottom being in um, Merida. So if you think of a Star of David shape, that's what I'm talking about. The top is in Edmonton. The bottom is in Merida, Mexico. I knew enough about what information had been gathered about the ancients that if I extended the lines, I was going to get information back. Now, I don't have a complex program to do this. I, I basically started with a flat map, which is how I found it, <laughs> when I noticed lines that were cities that were lining up in lines. Are you talking and about the, a, a flat earth map? I'm talking about a flat map. Okay. Not necessarily a flat earth, but a flat map. Because that fits very well, too. I've seen both, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I didn't start out from a flat earth or globe perspective. I used a, a flat map and a globe to get my data points. But I'm not doing this work to prove one way or the other. And I've got flat earth researchers on, you know, that make comments. And um, I'm open. <laughs> I'm very, very open to whatever this existence is. I All I know is I got real information back when I, after I found the initial alignments and extended the lines out, I had to switch to a globe. Um, I'm not a mathematician. I I couldn't figure out how to see the other side of the line, so I had to switch to a globe. And then I wrote places down that were lining up either in a linear fashion or in a circle. And we can get into it as we go for, further, but I believe that civilization was laid out as a flower of life, um, of which all figures of sacred geometry are found. And this civilization was was built along those lines. When you that say it was, that it started as a flower of life, do you mean mm -hmm. it starts from a certain a point? I mean, let's. I haven't even watched the movies, the Lord, or, or read the books, Lord of the Rings. But some people say that it starts from a center. Let's call it Eden, if you mm -hmm. want to, or North Pole, and it just ripples like a pebble being thrown in a lake, and it goes like that. Is that what you're referring to? I'm referring to what Drumvolo describes as the creation pattern of the universe. So all life starts out in this pattern of circles. Like a Fibonacci and sequence. That's part of it. The Fibonacci sequence is part of it. The golden ratio is part of it. Um, when when a, an egg is, is um, anyway, when we're conceived, um, our cells start forming in a, a flower of life pattern a certain, in a certain way. So it's like a universal mechanism for creation. And it's a, it's a, it's a simple and yet complex pattern of interlocking circles. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. That's fine. And obviously, you and I have been exposed to a lot of material. Recently, I was exposed to the work of somebody who used to work for the government, a, a book that was banned by the CIA, where he talks mm -hmm. about that we are the sixth civilization here. And we had five different cataclysms in the past. This cataclysm that we're going to be discussing tonight, is this cataclysm natural or was it perpetrated by an advanced nefarious civilization? I believe the latter. I believe it was absolutely deliberately caused in order to take control of humanity and the planetary grid system. And I didn't start out with that perspective whatsoever. I just, I just had these uh, data points of these cities and places that lined up. And when I started looking at uh, drone videos and pictures, and I'm thinking, holy cow, everything looks the same everywhere. 
And so I've, I've. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.